I've got a very famous sneeze. I've got the reason we should all go to Iceland. Welcome to Date Fight. It's the 1st of February. We're finally out of January. It is finally <laughs> over. It's done. The longest month I have ever yes. known. And we are finally free of the tentacles of the European Union. Too right, mate. Haven't I been saying since this podcast began? Oh, I had the most brilliant night last night you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah? What'd you do? What'd you go up to? I had this massive photo of Nigel Farage printed off. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll leave it there. <laughs> I defecated roundly and completely for the solid three hours. It was most enervating. Oh, it's so hard. Right. Uh, it is the podcast where we take great moments that occurred on this day in history and we put them against each other. Stay on the rails, Jacob. Yes, he is Jacob. I am Nat Tapley. And together we have chosen two of the books from the Library of History and have compared the best chapters to see which is the most interesting. Uh, can we judge on smell? Because I do like the smell of an old book. Yes. Oh, I do like the smell of Ooh. a spine. Well, you can smell mine. And books. Round one! Right. Let's go to the 1st of February... 1327. No. The 1st of February, 1327, saw the coronation of Edward III. Hooray, Edward III, what a good king. He beat the French, he beat the Scots. He was a uh, a king we like to think of as good. But he only became king on the 1st of February, 1327, because his mother had kidnapped his father and put him in a castle somewhere. So Edward II <laughs> was lying in a castle somewhere because Edward III's mum, Isabella, uh, with her, let's say, friend, Roger Mortimer, had got rid of Edward II. Edward II had been unpopular for a long time. Edward II had been popular even from before he was king. He had a very, very, very good friend called Piers Gaveston. Um, and mm -hmm. they were such good friends. Piers is always a, a promising name, yeah. I think. <laughs> they were such good friends that Edward I, Edward II's father, sent Piers Gaveston away so they couldn't be near each other anymore. Was it like a school trip? I'm splitting you two up. <laughs> it is. I'm splitting you two up. You're going to go in France and you're going to go in Westminster and don't go near each other. Don't even look at... Stop looking over your shoulder at him. Uh, uh, uh. He's making me laugh, sir. Are you chewing? Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's Piers Gaviscon, or as I call him, Piers Gaviscon, because the country just couldn't stomach him. <laughs> um, that doesn't really work, though, because it's, it's if your stomach is upset, you take Gaviscon, isn't it? Oh, so... no. <laughs> He's the opposite. Yeah, you... <laughs> sorry, mate. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, so after Edward I died, Piers Gaveston came back and said, hello, now you're king, we can be friends again. Um, at which point the barons... Um, sent him away. Again, he was exiled because none of the barons wanted to give Edward II money. No one liked Edward II. David I kept invading from Scotland. The barons didn't like him. His French wife wasn't that fond of him. There, Not many people liked him. And so he kept bringing his best friend back because he was the only person who did like him. And everyone kept sending him away again. And in 1312, they killed him. Wow. They killed Piers Gaviscon. Gaveston, uh -huh. and um, Edward, <laughs> Edward II sat around being sad for a few years. Yes, yeah, so the barons killed Piers Gaveston. Edward II lost Bannockburn. Isabella went back to France to sign a peace treaty, but then refused to come back. She didn't like her husband so much. 
Then she did come back when she was allied with Roger Mortimer, who'd been exiled, and Edward II fled to Wales, which wasn't a good idea, because she then said, right, quickly, get Edward III on the throne, get the son on the throne. So at 14 years old, he became, 80, uh, he became Edward III, and his father um, was left languishing in Berkeley Castle in Wales, <laughs> where in September he managed to kill himself to death somehow. Accidentally. Uh, rumours are he had a... Red hot anus? Nope, he didn't. <laughs> he had a re- you said it. <laughs> a red hot poker inserted into his anus. That's what the chronicles say. That's history. Oh. Uh, there is another story that he escaped, and the actual person who had a poker up the bottom was the uh, guard of the castle, and he escaped to the continent, and he lived there as a hermit. Um, and when Edward III visited the continent uh, later in the century. He met someone called William the Welshman, who everyone thinks may have actually been his father in disguise. Anyway, nobody knows. But the coronation (laughs) of Edward III was on 1327. Uh, Three years later, Edward III killed uh, Roger Mortimer for having killed his father. Um, That's terrible, because he was the best Bond. Yeah. (laughs) He killed Roger Mortimer, blamed him for his father's death, and kept his mother to the side for a while. And that's how we got Edward III. Ta-da! I'm going to go to the 1st of February. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1893. Ooh. And Thomas A. Edison. Mm. Come on, it's Thomas Ann Edison, guys. <laughs> uh, finishes construction of the first motion picture studio. Ooh. Ever! Yes. It's in... New York. What's the home of the movies? New York. West Orange, New Jersey. Oh, And it's called the Black Mariah. That was its nickname, anyway. (laughs) It cost a monumental $637.67 to build. Wow. That's $15,000 in today's money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, like, you know, I don't know, what would that be? Like £150,000. Yeah. Uh, The Black Mariah was a tar paper-covered dark studio room. It had a retractable roof. Yeah. And it was, according to the people who worked there, small and very uncomfortable. <laughs> like Ronnie Corbett. Uh, it was two. <laughs> it was two of Edison's employees, W. K. Dixon and Jonathan Campbell, who who gave it the name because it reminded them of uh, Black Mariah's, the the police yeah. vans, uh, because they were also cramped, stuffy, and of a similar black colour, which they seemed to, to know about. Mm. Edison himself, sort of classic classic manager, kind of very Brentian, was like. Um, we should call it the doghouse. Oh, I'm just going to the doghouse, lads. The, the, it's Black Mariah, mate. Doghouse. Let's call it the. I thought of it. I, I'm the inventor. I should invent the name. Doghouse, guys. Yeah, it's a Black Mariah, mate. <laughs> uh, the first film that he shot there. So, so it was set up. Today, Mm -hmm. Uh, by May, he was showing films at the Brooklyn Institute of Arts and Sciences, and they had a film on. It was pretty wild. It was three people pretending to be blacksmiths. Lovely. But other stuff he shot there included uh, magic shows, plays, vaudeville performances with dancers and strongmen, mm-hmm. acts from Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, various boxing matches and cockfights and scantily clad women. What I'm saying is he didn't just invent cinema, he invented the internet, <laughs> content-wise. Well, if we just had some cats there, that <laughs> yes, would have been, been... my 11-minute reel of cats. Uh, one of the first things he did that has survived and you can actually see online is called Fred Ott's Sneeze 
<laughs> it's from 1894, and it's a silent film featuring Fred Ott sneezing. He takes a pinch of snuff and sneezes. Okay, Fred Ott sneezes done hugely well. What are you going to do next? What's your next for uh, Fred Ott's about fart? A, yeah, a cough. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> it's selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. Uh, oh, the United Fred States. Fred Ott, star of the Fred Ott series. Yeah, the uh, United <laughs> States Library of Congress selected it, uh, finding it, quote, culturally, historically or aesthetically significant. Well, which? <laughs> which? <laughs> Uh, it lasted until 1901, then it got closed, and then he demolished it in 1903, and there's a reproduction that you can see mm. uh, in West Orange. Ooh. The end. So, but that is why, because he was in New Jersey, that's why Hollywood ended up in Hollywood, wasn't it? Because that's the furthest away you can get on the continental United States from New Jersey. And because everything was still under patent, those people who didn't want to pay Edison money had to be far enough away that he couldn't catch them. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, that's true. And the land was still pretty cheap and it was sunny, so they could do outdoor shots all day long and it was always sunny. They went, right, it's definitely California. That's the furthest way we can get from Edison so he won't catch us and ask for money. I had no idea that was the case. I, I thought it was just about the sunshine and the cheapness. but um, Nope, it's escaping copyright laws. dodging. Which, weirdly, for Hollywood, they've been pretty, pretty strict on. Pretty hot on nowadays, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Should we do the birthdays? No! Let's... <laughs> Go online, Let's just dance. buy yeah. ourselves a flight to Mexico and yeah. do a massive road trip for like two weeks. We'll rent a car out there. Yes. We'll drive around. We'll look at like the Yucatan Peninsula and Chichen Itza and all of that stuff. Yeah. And we can drink tequila. We'll eat loads of like savoury food made with chocolate because that's wild. Mm. And yeah, get really Mole's. drunk and party for two weeks in the sunshine, Nat. Let's do that. All right. All right. Bye. Okay, I'll book. Um, Apparently they're out of flights to Mexico. We could go to... In fact, we're not allowed out of the country apparently anymore. Happy birthday to the wizard who put the wand into one direction. It's Harry Styles. <laughs> wow. Happy birthday to Elizabeth Sladen. She was Sarah Jane Smith in the Doctor Who's that everyone claims are their favourite, but no one actually watches. And happy birthday to Terry Jones, who would have been 78 today. Oh. Happy death day to Buster Keaton. Oh, Happy now you're talking. Happy death day to Buster Keaton. He was the best he one. Was you can far. take your Charlie Chaplin and your Harold Lloyd and just throw them away. Proper belly laughs, even now, a hundred years on. Incredible. Yes, if you can't be bothered to go out and find the original films, there are loads of YouTube compilations of people who've just taken the really good bits and stuck them all together. So watch those if you have to. But watch some of it. Watch something. Yeah, but it was, it's so joyful watching those films unfurl. The way their kind of momentum yeah. builds. Which is the one where... Greatest. What's the one where he grabs hold of the car as it passes, and it's one of the most beautiful pieces of comedy I've ever seen. Ah, uh, he just gets pulled off screen completely horizontally by the car. I don't know. I mean, my favourite sequence is Steamboat, Steamboat Bill Junior when uh, the yeah. hurricane storm comes in, and I mean, you'll recognise lots of. Oh shots yes, from him. Well, that the one where he's essentially tumbling over on his neck across the street. He broke his neck, not, not in that it? shot, but I think it was in the general. Mm. Uh, there's a scene where he's trying to refill uh, his steam train with water. Yes. And he pulls on the hose thing and the water just comes down yeah. on him and he drops down onto the tracks. Um, and uh, like months later, like a year later, he had to have a medical for the studio. Yeah. And the doctor said, oh, wow, when did you break your neck? And he said, I didn't break my neck. <laughs> And the doctor said, yes, you did. It's really broken. 
he was like, oh yeah, that shot. Yeah, I was quite sore for quite a while after that. Oh. I think he broke every bone in his body. I could be wrong. That's amazing. But he gave it everything. He did. And you can tell in every fall he does, there's a slight extra twist that he goes slightly further than it should. Yes. Uh, mainly through use of his amazing neck and shoulders, which twist him over on his head a lot. <laughs> um, happy death day to Mary Shelley. She invented Frankenstein and was married to Shelley. Um, and happy death day to Augustus the Strong, the Polish-Lithuanian leader who was insecure enough to have to be called Augustus the Strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the death days. What you got? Okay, then. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a choice. Yes. I love choice. You can have 1793. Yeah. Or 1964. Which would you rather? I would rather... Oh, I'm sort of 5248 on this. <laughs> um, Mate, disrespect your decision. That's all I ask. <laughs> let's go for 63, 1963. 64. 64. Oh, all right, 64. Okay. I'm obviously glad you chose that because 1793 was like France declaring war on the United Kingdom and the Netherlands and I didn't really know anything about it. I did, you know, I, I'd be blagging that. Whereas 1964... <laughs> yes. The Beatles have their first number one hit in the United States with... <laughs> I want to hold your hand. The beginning of Beatlemania, is it? That was the beginning of Beatlemania. This is when it all kicked off. It was on this day in 1964. And uh, they sort of never looked back. Mm. So if you look at, like, the follow-up hits to that in the States, all of these went to number one. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) You chose this. This is what I wanted. Uh, <clears throat> so after I want to hold your hand, there was whose bum any bum, <laughs> lady lapis lazuli colours corals casually. <laughs> what do the blue ones do? That was mm. a good one. And there was actually, <laughs> I want to hold your kidneys in my hand, which was the original. If you, it scans better. So yeah. I want to hold your, your kidneys, kidneys in, in my, my hand. hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yesterday. Everyone famously thinks that originally the lyric for yesterday was scrambled eggs. Yeah. Um, it was actually bust a nut, which <laughs> didn't then have the same connotations that it has today. It's talking about cracking open a, cracking a nuts Brazil nut it, or yeah. whatever. Any kind of nut, just busting it all over the shop. Uh, so well done. <laughs> well done, the Beatles. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take just you needed a day off and there's no option. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to February the first, two thousand and nine, when Johanna Sigurdrader became the first female Prime Minister of Iceland and the first openly gay head of government the world had ever seen. That's why Mum's gone to um, Iceland. Yep. Because she's Because gay. Dad is an inconsiderate lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she came in in the aftermath of the banking crisis, which had crippled Iceland because the banks had a hundred and four no a hundred billion dollars of outstanding debt, Ooh. and the gross domestic product of Iceland was fourteen billion dollars. Oh. So there was absolutely no way they were going to bail out the banks because it was ten times the annual gross domestic product of the entire country to bail out the banks. So she decided not to. She let the bankers go to prison. She put 24 of the bankers in prison. They then separated the uh, domestic banking from the foreign banking. They let the foreign banks go under. They protected domestic... um, the banks, so anyone who had a domestic deposit, so anyone who deposited their money in the bank 
um, got to keep that. But if you had been um, a customer of the retail side of the banking industry, you probably lost all your money. Um, they kept all the social services. They, but they did. They cut uh, pay for public sector workers um, and devalued the krona hugely. And they were probably the quickest country to recover from the banking crisis. Amazing. Um, by 2017, they had GDP of $70,000 per head, which is higher than the United States or Canada, and they were growing at 5.5% every year. Good heavens and above. Is Johanna Sigur's daughter in Iceland? Volcano. Yeah. Volcano. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. That. Yeah. Volcano. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Volcano. More than one. Yeah, they 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 wrecked. If we'd got out of Europe before the volcano, yes, we wouldn't have had to have all the ash. No, we wouldn't have had to have the ash. And also, I mean, in all seriousness, if if you don't have your own, if they'd been part of the euro, they couldn't have devalued their currency. They would have ended up like Ireland or somewhere awful. Yeah. So, you know, it's important we get out now so we can devalue our currency. So it's utterly worthless. Well, I think, you know, we're we're following the sort of uh, Bangladesh model, aren't we? It's just that we're a bit more local to Europe. It's very exciting. Great business opportunities. A lot of manufacturing returning to Britain. Uh, yeah, in the form a lot of, of people using their tiny fingers. Yeah. Tiny, nimble fingers. Mm-hmm. My, my kids, they spend all day on Fortnite when they could be using that thumb action to create garments for, yeah, the, right. uh, for the export well, trade. It's all coming back, mate. It's all coming back. Don't worry about it. Uh, I think we should definitely stop. Uh, thank you very much right. <laughs> for your company uh, on the Saturday. You're part of the yes. special special team, the special squad uh, who uh, listened so to much. us over the weekend. We, we love you. Yes, weekend uh, squad. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow when we'll have the final results of this week's date. Mm. Have you voted yet? You've only got till 12. So important to do the voting. <laughs> Why is Henning Venn coming? Oh, Henning Venn. <laughs> Thanks, Henning. Oh, no. Henning What's Venn. happened here? Oh, dear. I'm using my... Yeah, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Uh, shut up. So, uh, yes, uh, it's at date underscore fight on the Twitter. Or facebook.com forward slash date fight. Please tell your friends to listen. Why not do that? Yeah. It's the weekend. Yeah. They won't have to listen to all the miserable January ones anymore. Yeah. It's all exciting, new Brexit, Britain, upward, forward-looking sunlit uplands. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Blue passports. All right. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Oh, uh-huh, yes, we will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>